We are celebrating 100 plays of episode four. What up and welcome back to the Grown Women Podcast. I'm Brie. And I'm Chelsea. And this podcast is all about navigating the intersectionality of Black female adulthood. So sit back, grab a drink, and join us as we discuss the treasure and the trash of being grown Black women in these streets. We're opening up each episode with cocktails and conversations where we mix up a drink of choice and dive into today's main topic. Today's guest of honor is none other than my best friend, Tori James. Tori, why don't you introduce yourself and today's cocktail? Because let me tell y'all, this girl can drink. (laughs) So, hey, my name is Tori James. Um, Some of the things that I do, I do cosplay. So all the, you know, costuming, wigs, all that fun stuff. But kind of one of my favorite things and one thing that I'm really proud of is uh, last year we started the Fresh Start program over at the uh, Oklahoma Center for Equality for trans people to learn a little bit more about taking care of themselves. So um, my cocktail of the day, Chelsea's going to give me some stuff for this, but it's called hippie juice. Um, <laughs> now, Hashtag on brand. <laughs> now what in the, what is hippie juice? Okay. Hippie juice is, I don't actually know the measurements for this, but you just get one of those big like pint mason jars. And so half of it's just going to be liquor. So you do like one part triple sec, uh, one part Malibu rum, and then a whole lot of watermelon vodka. And then you fill it up with water and pink lemonade uh, mix and just mix it all together. You know what? This is one of the reasons why I don't typically drink with white people. (laughs) Y'all love to day drink, man. Man, for I, real. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do do that. See, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm like, let me get out a nap. Wow. Let me get a siesta at like three. I just like start a good okay? <laughs> Ooh, child. That is how you get white girl wasted. That's how you get white girl wasted. And I feel like y'all don't, y'all just take liberties that I just don't take. <laughs> and I don't want to be falling over at the end of the night. I feel like that's what happens. Every time I, I give fair. myself a limit I around Tori. Well, and I, I feel <laughs> bad because I do have a high tolerance. Like it's it's pretty up there. She's a professional alcoholic. That's for sure. Functioning. Props to you. Well, thank you, Tori, for joining us and introducing us to hippie juice. Uh, <laughs> if you drink the juice, you might see a few hippies. You never know. <laughs> So today's conversation is going to be all about allyship, but we're going to include the intersectionality of our LGBTQ plus siblings in this chat. So we're going to start there. So we're going to start with the topic of allyship. Tori, what does true allyship mean to you? So I feel like I'm still learning a lot about this. And honestly, anybody who says they're not learning, still learning about this is (laughs) not really doing it right. Um, So allyship for me is, I mean, it's a constant learning to understand, uh, to educate yourself, you know, where is the best use of my time? Where is the best use of my privilege? Um, And understanding that I do actually, privilege um and how to either use that to be a wall or to be supportive of somebody um or how to address that with other people like you need to see that this is a problem um 
and also looking for other ways in which you can financially support, support your time, amplify uh, black voices, amplify issues that you're seeing in your community and also nationwide. So it's a constant work. It's a constant education process. And it's a constant, you know, learning about your own biases and how you can change yourself to be better and also to save space. Like, um, I always tried to do this just for anybody in general, but like, I don't want to make assumptions about people. I don't know their stories. Their reality is not my reality. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that their reality is not a, a real one. So just let people have that space and be open to learning more about how you can do better. I love that. Um, I especially love how you drew attention to like the fact that you don't know what you're doing and that that's okay. And I think there is a perception right now that you have to be the perfect ally, um, that people are feeling like they can't speak up until they know exactly what they should be saying or exactly what they should be doing. But um, can you speak into that process a little bit more of like being an ally and doing that work, even though you know may not know exactly what you should be doing here and now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have been really lucky that I've had great friends that have called me out on stuff that I've said um, or have called me out on stuff that I've done. And it's, I mean, it's just because I did know, I, I don't live your lives. I don't live other people's lives. I don't know what they've experienced. I don't know what you've experienced. And so just being open to that criticism of someone saying, Hey, you said this thing, or you did this thing. And this is why this could be considered offensive. This is why it could be hurtful to other people. And I mean, I know I've gone out on my public platforms and apologized and, Hey, I did not understand, um, how this was painful or how this affected other people, but I'm truly sorry that it did. And from there on not doing that again, or from there on trying to understand further the issues of those. But yeah. So like, I just think that people shouldn't be afraid to make mistakes, especially if it's on the path to try and understand and do right. So people are going to see your intention. They're seeing, Hey, this person's trying to learn. They're trying to understand. And the fact that you're even being open about going out to these opportunities, going out and trying to learn these things, that says a whole lot more than just being quiet about it. Even if you're wrong, just be open to that criticism, criticism, be open to um, maybe trying to reevaluate some things. So, I mean, just start by saying, Hey, I don't know these things, but I'm going to start finding out and hey, let's learn this stuff together. And this is why you invited to my cookout. <laughs> Yes, that and because you eat grits right. Okay, salt. I don't know who puts sugar on them, but uh, whoa, you. whoa, whoa! Now, now, I do both. I don't want to talk to you. I do both. <laughs> You're from Kansas, so I'm, oh wow. So, so <laughs> now that I do both. It's don't wrong. hate on the sugar and the grits. It's wrong. Uh, it just seems weird That's to me. Wrong. I can't. I can't get behind it. Now, what I can't get behind is when someone asked one day if I'd put cheese in mine. I'm like, now, nah, no. Oh yes, cheese and salt. No, so, why? And crumble up your bacon and put put your bacon or your sausage in there too. No. Or some shrimp. Yes. Oh. Oh. But it's okay. You ain't right sometimes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> This is not what we talk about. This is not how we call out our friends. No, that's not. But when it comes to grits, I will call anybody. (laughs) Well, you don't eat watermelon, so you ain't right either. You came for me like that. I came for you. I came for you. (laughs) 
Go okay, ahead, Miss Bella. Okay. This is how we doing it. Okay, we gonna move on to the next question before it gets ugly in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tori, how can white allies work better to support their BIPOC friends? So first off, and Chelsea, you talked about this and I will have you know, I only cried for 10 minutes when I saw the thread, but, um, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> only 10 minutes. Um, no. So like, I just, I just want people to understand, like a lot of people are being triggered about very horrific things right now. Um, and so just, yeah, check on your friends, but you need you need to be able to do it in a way you're not adding pressure to them. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they do that um, because a lot of people, you know, they'll ask for forgiveness. They'll ask about, you know, ways that I can make this up to you or and that's basically you're asking someone else to absolve your own issues. That's not how you go about making change. That's not how you go about learning. You say, you know, hey, I messed up these things, so I'm going to do better. And I apologize that I did these things, but you don't need to put that that burden on um, the POC community. You just don't. What you need to do is, um, you know, there's so much resources out there. You can share the petitions. You can vote, register to vote. Please do that. Um, you can amplify black creators, you can amplify black voices. Um, there's so many resources to share and to also read. So please don't just click the retweet button, actually read what you're sharing, please. Um, and yes, reach out to your friends, but just to, Hey, I have this space for you. If you need it, I'm here. If you don't need it right now, that's cool. Um, I just want you to know I'm ready to learn and I will do that learning on my own, but I'm also ready if you just need to talk. Um, a lot of times I've tried not to be that like, Hey, let me help. Let me help you fix you, please. Like I want to, I want to help make people better. And that's just not what people need. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate that. Like having, having a friend like you who literally, I think all you did was text me and say, I love you. And then, and that's what I tweeted about. I was like, she, in in the last three weeks, I have not heard from my best friend directly. She has told me, I love you. And she has been out here protesting. She has been sharing resources. She has been reading resources. She has been doing that work without checking in on me and, and asking me if she's being a good white puppy. Like, that is what we need. I, and I don't feel pressure from you to help you feel better about any guilt that you may have. And I think that's what's important. I don't think you need any kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Validation. You don't need validation, yes. Validation that you're doing something correct, just do something. That That's your validation. It is in any struggle that you're going to face, figuring out what to do and how to do it. And I keep telling people like, if we knew how to do this right, we would have done it. Mm-hmm. It would have been done. Mm-hmm. We are in the position we're in because we know we don't know the answers, but we do know that we can't do it alone. And right now we're asking people to join us and right. not have us go through this by ourselves anymore. So I think that's what I appreciated the most is like seeing you use your voice and use your platform to say, not only is this not right, and I'm not just going to hashtag what everybody else is hashtagging, but like I'm also going to share the resources so y'all can stop asking your black friends 
and I'm going to use my voice for change. Um, and, and I, that's what I appreciate more than anything else is, is <laughs> right. not having to have more weight on me. Thank you. And I don't mind having conversations after you've done a little bit of the work. Yes, exactly. No, I don't. I think it's unfair for people to go to their token black friends or their POC friends and just start a conversation from jump without them doing the background work like Tori that you said you've been doing, like sharing resources, doing your own research, learning what you need to learn before you even bring up something um, that needs to be talked about. I think that's just very respectful of POC people's like just their time and what they're going through at this moment in this movement. And like you guys said, I mean, there's just no perfect way to be an ally. No one's perfect. We're all learning. We're all studying. We're all doing what we need to do to be better people. And I think at the bottom line, at the very least, the thing that you can do is just back your words by action in this movement. Yes, and I think one thing that's coming from this as I'm learning what I need from other people, I'm learning how to be a better ally to other marginalized groups. So like in all of the things that I'm seeing that I am receiving from my black or non-black or LGBTQ friends, I'm like, okay, that's what I need to be doing for your fight. And that's how I need to be showing up for what you're going through because as, and I do feel like it's, it's a rising tide lifts all boats situation. As we fight for black lives, we are also fighting for immigrants to be here legally, to be, to have an avenue to get their citizenships. We are fighting for LGBTQ plus people to be able to live their fucking lives and not have to deal with bullshit and not have to be fired or not have to give their pronouns every time they walk into a room because that's not a norm. Um, Those are the things that I want to be making sure that I fight for um, as I'm asking others to fight for my own right to live. But I think that is a good segue for our next question, Brie. Um, Yeah, so we're going to switch gears and just go right into the LGBTQ plus community. Um, Tori, you said you started Fresh Start as of what, last year? Yes, yeah, last year. Okay, tell us about it and and what inspired you to create that program. So, uh, like, as a cosplayer, I do a lot with, like, transformative type makeup, right? You know, I do the wigs, like, changing up the way my body looks a little bit to get a certain silhouette. So, you know, over the years, I've had people ask, you know, how do I do a male-to-female look? How do I look, do a female-to-male look? How do um, I look more masculine? How do I look more feminine? Um, how do I take care of wigs for daily use rather than just cosplay use? And it really got me thinking, cause like, I'm obviously not an expert in any of these things, but like, we don't really have those resources available, um, to teach people how to, you know, do their makeup now that they're having to learn after teenage years or in the middle of teenage years, um, or how to take care of wigs, how to dress, to change their natural body, to look like a particular silhouette that they want. Um, and as you get older, it's a lot more awkward to ask these questions, especially as people are really, 
um, accepting who they truly are and are embracing the um, image that they want to portray now. So there's no resources for people like that. Like you can look at YouTubers all day long for makeup looks. That's not going to work for your face. That's not going to work for your skin type. If you're in the middle of taking estrogen or testosterone, it's not going to be good for your skin because your skin's changing. Um, so we just don't have those types of resources available for free, um, for that community. And also just Tulsa, we have like one of the biggest equality centers around, um, our region essentially. And so I was talking to somebody cause I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just start doing like, like classes. I'll just invite people over to my house and we'll go over, you know, how are you supposed to highlight and contour or how you're supposed to shave your face. If you're learning how to shave your face at like 20 something, you know, like we'll just come over if anybody feels comfortable. And I was talking to, um, it was actually at pride last year. It was super cool. I was talking to, um, an event organizer at pride last year. And I said, Hey, I've been thinking about doing this thing. Um, and I know eventually I'm going to need to look for sponsors and stuff like that. And he's like, hold on. I absolutely love this. Let me talk to some people. So, um, it was James Fowler. He runs dynamite convention, which is the organizer of Tokyo and Tulsa. So he knows about their community. And so he got in touch with, um, Jose from the Equality Center, who does all the organizing there. And then we got uh, Unity Tulsa involved. And then we also got Clary Sage College involved. And so we all sat down. And I was like, here's this idea that I had. Um, how can we do this? <laughs> like, how can we make this happen? But like, also free, I want it to be instructive, I want it to be inclusive. And yes, this is focused on trans community. But I also want it to be a safe space for everyone. Like my grandma, who's like, 60 something asking me how to highlight her face. Like, can we have this open space for everyone? You better get that highlight, Granny. I ain't mad about right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I just like, again, I was like, how do we get all these people together that need this resource? And so Clary Sage is like, I got the instructors, I got the materials. Here's our curriculum. The Equality Center gave us the space. Um, dynamite conventions help provide like coverage and news and like, a uh, news press and stuff like that. And so it just kind of took off from there. I was, I was honestly so impressed because I thought this was going to be years. And that's just the power of like being an ally and right. using your voice and saying, Hey, I see that there's a void for this. What would happen if that became a reality and here you are thinking this would be something you know you do it in your house um and it became a large-scale event and so obviously I'm proud as hell of you um <laughs> but not surprised because that's who you are you are good at bringing people together you're good at sparking those ideas and being creative um but I think that there's power in in just saying in in giving life to an idea and just being bold enough to put that out into the world and see what happens from it. So bravo for you. Let's go. Mm. And, in, and in terms of allyship, Tori, what is your message to the allies who want to get involved in your organization? Like how, how can we help you? So in light of COVID, I mean, we've had to put it off. So it's kind of on hiatus right now, but the really big thing was um, exposure actually like we could not get to, to share it to enough people and 
because it's it's with a community that's still learning to accept themselves um, and not just accept themselves, but go out into the world with that confidence. It was it was very hard to be able to get people to show up. So having more capabilities to share this message um, and share this opportunity and say, hey, you don't you don't even have to participate. You can just be there. You can just exist there. Um, and just sharing about the event, because actually, surprisingly, the really cool thing is we had all the resources to make the class happen. So that was something that was really cool by saying, I have this idea. Do you want to help me with this? Um, and I think that's what's really cool about starting with one community and then seeing these problems and just keeping that same intention and motivation to look at other communities. And, you know, we talk about intersectionality and my perspective on that has always been, you know, I don't understand these people's reality. I don't understand their, their pressure. I don't understand their stress. I don't understand their fear. Um, and everyone's going to have those. So how can I keep my heart open to understand that, not just understand that, but to make steps to participate, even if it's just like, Hey, I heard about this event. If anybody wants to go to it or like, Hey, here's some resources. Or like, I saw one that was like, I need a therapist that deals with the LGBT community. I'm like, Oh, Hey, here's this page. There's actually a bunch of them on there. Like those they're little things, but they're little things that make steps toward big exposure, I guess. So things like that. Okay. So we are also coming off of pride just turned 50, you know, and, um, pride started with protests from black trans women. Like that's how we got pride here today. So, so what is your message to the community as far as like protests for pride and protests for POC, the POC community and how you are kind of combining those forces together? Absolutely. So um, I was talking about this with some of my friends because, yes, there's massive protest everywhere. They're available to everyone, but that's not going to be for everyone. And now that's not to say that not everybody can be an ally. That's not true. Just because you can't go to a protest doesn't mean you can't also speak about these issues. And for some people, that means talking to their family. For some people, that means not laughing at jokes in the workspace because, hey, that's actually racist. And please explain to me why that's funny. Um, you know, just things like that. There's so many ways that you can be an ally and they don't out, they don't have to be with flair and with posters. Like that is one really great way to do it. But also just by sharing these events, you know talking about talking to people that have that use these microaggressions that a lot of times don't understand that's actually usually microaggressions like i've had to reevaluate a lot of things that to me growing up were just phrases and then i've looked at them like that's actually really terrible we i need to eliminate these things like and so both by improving yourself by seeing what's in the community and either by donating or by um, watching videos or um, by just talking to people. There's so many ways that a person can be an ally that they can contribute. Um, but you've got to be willing to step up and do that work yourself. And there's just, there's so many ways you can do it without actually having to physically be there too. I love it. Um, I think it's so important what you said, I think it's important to look at the state of where we are today. And it isn't, we're not where we are today because of broad, obvious strokes of racism. 
It's in the daily microaggressions. It's in the small things um, that over years and years and years have become normalized. And I think in that same way, we have to attack it with anti-racism from small things to large things. And I think everybody has their part to play. Maybe you're not social media savvy. That's okay. Like what conversations are you having with your buddies at work? What conversations are you having with that uncle that everybody is kind of uncomfortable with, but nobody actually says anything about it. Like those, those are the things where you can have even small conversations or just a quick, Hey, could you not make those jokes around me? Or, Hey, let's talk about like why you think it's okay to make those jokes. Um, those are the things that will have more of an impact on those uncles, those aunts, those grandparents, those brothers, those sisters, that's going to have more impact than a Facebook post that they're probably going to scroll by and not really interact in a positive way. So I no, 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 but what we mentioned this earlier and just diversify your life just for diversify your life and your experiences, like whether you you're shopping in one of those communities or whether you're reading about people of color or just watching a movie, watching a show and then trying to discuss that with someone later, like just actively seek to diversify your experiences. And then yeah, that's, and celebrating differences rather than right. vilifying them. Yeah, absolutely. And like Chelsea, we've talked about this before too. Um, cause I think a lot of people feel like they have to apologize. Um, yeah. and that's, or just like, I, I never knew I didn't understand. Like, that's not helping anyone. Like, just don't do that. Like, just yeah. from my mind, like, please, please tell me what you're doing in the future. Please tell me what your actions are now. And I, I know like in my company specifically, they're like, we have not been doing this right. Let's actually make steps to do this better. Um, let's have these conversations Um, like Brie was talking about, like, yes, have these conversations, but you better be prepared to have these conversations because they're going to be uncomfy because uncomfy means you're changing and changing is a really great thing. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) That's a great conversation. I'm just breaking things. Don't mind me. (laughs) Um, So before we end each episode, we like to have an energy check. So we'll start with Tori. What are you giving energy to this week and what are you denying your energy from? And how are you caring for yourself this week? So I've been giving energy to, obviously I feel like I'm constantly educating myself, which is great. You know, I'm one of those like forever scholar kids. So, um, <laughs> same. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> so for our listeners, there is a large tapestry of Ravenclaw behind Tori because she is our resident Ravenclaw. She will read you for Phil. She is the nerd and we love her for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's a a constant education, but also just giving energy to like having my, having my small joys. Um, I think a lot of times that gets overlooked in like really big movements is still remembering like your small joys and and celebrating your small things. Um, So for me, that's, that's definitely a focus. So I don't get, uh, there's a word for it, but it's like, empathetically drained or something like that 
Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We, we there with you. We know. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes, I'm sure people, you guys yes, Y'all know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, now, yeah, def- definitely being careful not to let myself get too drained. Um, and so denying my energy, it's definitely from like emotionally drained. Yes. I got it. <laughs> that was real hard. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> my brain was like, what is the word? <laughs> there's a word for it. Uh, I've just been sipping too much. So there's that. Well, you I know, drink that real fast. Liquor, so. I drink my cocktail real fast. So. <laughs> that happens. Um, How are you oh. caring for yourself this week? Oh, so I started with a new therapist. So I'm actually really excited about that. So that's one thing. Everyone needs a therapist. I don't care. Amen. You think you don't, everyone needs one. I like to say all the time, my therapist saves lives, not yes. my life, other yes. people's lives. Like even my, even like my physical, my physician was like, Hey, we haven't seen you in a few years. We just want to see you and check on you. And I'm like, but I'm fine. My physician's like, we still want to see you. Please do that for your brain and for your mental health. It's the same thing. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, definitely going to therapy and really, again, addressing my own personal biases and just um, also paying attention to my words. Wow. That's a good one. Bree, <laughs> go ahead and check in for us. Oh, hi guys. Uh, <laughs> honestly, this week I've been, um, doing like a deep dive into the LGBTQ history um, because it is Pride Month. We're recording this during Pride Month. Not quite sure if this is going to come out before yes, Pride Month. Yes, this is, is going to come out in July. But yes, it's still Pride. <laughs> it's Pride all year long. It's Pride all year long. So um, yeah, my, me, myself and I have just been really studying and trying to educate myself on their experiences and in, in Obviously, I have friends in that community and I just want to learn before I even up bring up conversations um, before we talk about certain things. Um, just like they're learning my history right now in this movement, I'm diving into the LGBTQ history, too. Like we have to be actively seeking ways to um, change. You know what I mean? And so that's that's my energy. Uh, what I'm not giving energy to I think it's just for the last couple of weeks, it's the same thing. I'm just trying to not um, waste my energy arguing with people who don't think racism is wrong, where prejudice is wrong. I'm just not going to waste my time. And I think that's important to say, because I feel like if at the bottom line of the very simple fact that we can't agree that racism and prejudice is wrong, then we don't have anything to talk about. Nothing like you shouldn't all. be defending and shouldn't be trying to play both sides. But what if they think this? No, at bottom line, racism is wrong. So if we can't agree on that simple fact and you want to defend someone over that, I'm not going to waste my breath. So that's what I'm denying my energy to. Chels, what do you? Um, you need to tell us how you're caring for yourself. Oh, how I'm and then I will go. <laughs> oh, OK. Wait. Spice. Um. <laughs> I think it's just I think for me honestly I've just been taking moments of like quietness stillness like no tv no nothing just kind of laying in my thoughts and I think that's just self-care regardless kind of check out for me I think people need to find moments to just check out for the day 
whether that's like 10 minutes of meditation or whatever you need to do, I think quietness is healthy. I love that. Yes, I have to get better at that because I don't like, I don't like quiet. It makes me nervous, but I think it's more just like I'm not used to having um, time to think about my thoughts. But that goes back to growing up in a house full of people where that wasn't a possibility. So like as an adult, it feels wrong to be in quiet. It feels like something's wrong. Um, I'm not doing enough. I should be working. I should be doing something. I should be talking to someone. Um, So that's definitely something I have to work on. Um, for me, I am, so we are recording on June 28th. I am returning to work tomorrow. Um, I've been off of work for two weeks and that has been really good for my mental health. I was not in a good place. Um, so I was able to, thankfully my boss saw that I was not in a good place And she allowed me to take a couple weeks off. And in that time, I was able to really like process my emotions and process the trauma of the past couple of months. Um, And I feel like I can I can answer emails without ripping people's heads off now. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I am giving energy to being positively productive at work this week. Um, And I am denying energy, continuing to deny energy from the trauma wars. And I am also giving energy to learning more. Um, So I have always lived on the side of loving people and supporting however they want to live their lifestyle. Um, but when it comes to LGBTQ plus perspectives, I, I just don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And in the same vein that I expect my white allies to be learning, I too am charging myself to learn more. Um, and so quick plug real quick, cause that's who I am. Uh, I am (laughs) listening to Pocket Change Collective has come out with a bunch of um, short stories. So I've been listening to these are like maybe two hour um, audiobooks, but I listen to them on like two times speed. So it's about an hour. What Um, kind of sorcery is that? (laughs) People talk too slow, girl. Anyway, speeding people up. So I've been listening to those audiobooks and there's some really good ones. Um, there are some that are from black perspectives, from um, there's one that's specifically about immigration. Um, there's some about trans perspectives. So like I'm diving into those to really hear those voices and their own voices. They are not written by people that are not in those communities. These are own voices. Um short stories. So um, I'm pushing myself to not just read about things, but read about things from the, it was written by by someone living that perspective. Um, So that's what I've been listening to, to kind of hear more in 
be able to be more empathetic with people's life and what mm-hmm. they're experiencing because I will never experience those same things. Yeah. Um, and then I am caring for myself by getting out of my house. <laughs> what you doing? I, um, what you doing? You going for a job? I am <laughs> scheduling some like day trip, not day trips, but like visits with other people that I am not married to. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, David is the only human being that I have access to right now. And I love yeah. him, but good Lord, I need some female energy in my life. So um, like doing things like going to the myriad botanical gardens and just like walking around. Um, so being better about like calling my friends and be like, Hey, do you want to do something social distancing together? Um, Take a little but social also, distance walk. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like me and Laura went and walked around. Now, listen, y'all. So Laura was our friend who was in our first episode. Laura is very fit. I am not. <laughs> so I, she was like, hey, let's go walk around Hefner Lake. And I was like, okay, cool. Hefner Lake is very large. <laughs> And it got to the point where I was like, okay, Laura, let's sit down and talk. We just go sit. Do you know what? Walking around Hefner Park to me, air quotes, walking around Hefner Park for me always meant sitting at that bench by the lighthouse. Look, we went past the lighthouse all the way. I think we we walked probably a mile. And she was ready to keep going. I said, Laura, I see some proud of you. Let's go walk. We're going to walk to the bench to sit down because you're skinny. Anyway, um, but also in the vein of caring for myself, I did put together a bike. We have a folding bike now since I sold my bike right before COVID happened because I had been going to the gym and not using my bike. So, you know, karma. Um, We have an exercise bike now, so I will be exercising more. But also I am going to see my family in California at the end of this week. So spending a week there um, in the desert. It'll be hot, but I will be around my family, so it'll be great. So that's me. Tori, um, <laughs> go ahead and tell the people how to find you, how to follow you, all of that good stuff. Go ahead and plug yourself, girl. <laughs> so uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Salty Raven Cost, so uh, COS. Instagram is Salty Raven Costly. So Fresh Start is hosted by the Oklahoma Center for Equality. So you can find them on their website, um, okeq.org, or their Instagram or Facebook for more events on the whole LGBTQIA community as well. Yes, and we will definitely be plugging in the next Fresh Start event when, you know, COVID goes about her doggone business mm-hmm. um, and lets us live our best lives. Sick of her. <laughs> well, that's another episode of Grown Women Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. And always remember, if there's no room for you at the table, break the table's legs on your way out and make a bigger one elsewhere. Why? Because that table's trash. Trash. Thanks for joining us, Tori. Thanks for the hippie juice. Thanks for being here, Troy. Everyone's going to get white girl wasted. I need the hippie juice recipe. (laughs) I got you. Just a couple glug lugs. (laughs) A couple sips. A couple sips and I'm a dip. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.